1: Great pleasure to uh, have Mark come and speak to us um, for our essay Mastermind. He doesn't normally speak to such intimate groups as this, so it's uh, it's really cool that he's agreed to do this for us. So can I get a big round of applause for Mark Homer, please? Thank you. Hello. So we're going to go straight into um, Q&A. Um, who's got a question that they'd like to ask Mark?
0: Hello, Matt. Morning. Morning. Hello. Morning. What's your name? My name's Aaron. Aaron, yep. morning. Hi, Hi Matt. What well, my question is, can you see SA getting regulated? Uh, probably, yes. Um, I mean, in, obviously around London um, or greater London, um, you know, you've, you've got um, a, a, you know, sort of maximum um, period that you can rent the, um, the properties out for. Um, I suspect across the rest of the country, the most pressure will come from sort of hotel groups uh, pushing away at... Um, you know, the, I, I wonder, Sadiq Khan got Airbnb in, didn't he, um, over this? Now, maybe some of that came from planning enforcement, um, you know, where, where people have been making complaints about the comings and goings of people late at night, you know, moving into these sort of SA units. Uh, but I guess there was pressure from hotel groups as well because that's really the main competition. Um, and they probably don't really like this sector very much. Uh, even though they probably don't understand it that well. So I guess so. Um, Kevin and I were just having a chat uh, about um, HMO licensing, which is pretty much on all HMOs as of this week uh, it started. But if you look at that now, there are minimum room sizes. Um, you know, Clearly they're coming around and inspecting them. That's probably not a bad thing because it sort of puts some of the onus on them to make sure, because a lot of the room size and things like that, it, You know, if you can let your unit and you get good money, you're probably not that bothered about doing bigger rooms. In fact, it's probably detrimental. But fire safety, you know, if someone ends up hurt or dead, you know, that might not be great, and you could end up in prison. So that bit's probably quite good. Um, But I'd say with, with the other stuff, it's yeah, it's more likely to happen, isn't it? Because compared to HMO rooms, or if you're going to get planning permission for a flat. Um, or if you're running a big hotel or, or, or a hotel of any sort of size, um, I think you're subject to a lot more regulation and a lot more sort of minimum standards um, that already apply. Um, so at the moment, yeah, SA's are probably a little bit like the Wild West, isn't it? Those zones can be quite good. That's normally how these things happen. There's, uh, you know, a little wormhole opens up, Airbnb, Booking.com, the internet, all that sort of stuff, find something creates something, something suddenly starts working like this did a few years ago, and then it takes a few years for all the regulations to catch up, and in that period, you tend to make a lot more money anyway. What will happen is, as it becomes more regulated, a bit more like HMOs, um, the, the rules will come in and initially, there'll be lots of people that ignore them and sort of crack on, and in lots of areas, you know, it, 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 they probably won't enforce it you know, as much as they should do. But over time, there'll be more and more enforcement, like with HMOs. So they tend to then, there's a whole area of Peterborough, um, <clears throat> which is pretty, it's pretty downtrodden. It's not great. It's pretty messy, you know, the fire safety, all that sort of stuff in the properties, you know, tend to a house. It, it was really bad, say 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's got better, but it's still not right. But over time, those landlords will be weeded out and they'll just keep prosecuting them. Um, so you probably end up with less stock, which is usually a good thing for rents because rents usually go up when there's less supply. A little bit like now with the landlord tax changes with single lets, um, you know you, you, there are less landlords um, and less new landlords being created. So rents around here have gone up 25% in the last two years, something like that. Um, so when one thing, you know, there's a problem in one area often well usually economics says that the you know something else has to react to to make it better a bit like in the credit crunch the values went down but the, the rents sort of burned a little bit and the yields improved so you just have to work out what's changing how it's changing and then turn it to your advantage if you've got the best sort of essay and or the best room or the best single let generally you'll you'll sort of get that let quickest anyway um, and if you've got, especially with, it, with single lets, for years, we used to buy all this sort of stuff. And they were 550 a month rent, you know, and if you did, I don't know, if you did a really nice one, you might get 575 or 600. So my attitude was, well, not really worth it, is it? We may as well spend eight grand on a refurb, make sure it's safe, and then just let it at 550 instead of spending 20 grand and getting another 50 pound a month. With, with SA, it's quite different, and with a, with a HMO as well, you know, if you, you find a, a, you know, a really low-end hotel room, here in Peterborough, I don't know, it might be 30, 40 pounds a night, but a really good one might be 100, 120. It's more than double. Um, the worst room in, or the, the cheapest room we've got is 280, and the best we're letting is 600, it's double. Uh, and the same goes with SA. We've got SA flats um, where we might, I don't know, get 60 or 70, something like that. But the best one in the centre might get 140, uh, you know, at the right period, depending on size and all that sort of stuff. But I'd say it's worth increasing the spec. And obviously when you increase the spec, you also make, you then tend to fit in with all these regulations as well. Um, you, You know, if you've got a really nice unit, when the licensing officer goes round as he probably will do with SA in five years or whatever, they tend not to look that closely because they just assume that you've done everything else because that's what normally happens. So you're much better in that space and you're safer in that space and you probably make more money. So it's not a bad place to be uh, commercially.
1: Hey Mark. Uh, morning. Ri- morning. Hi, Mark. Morning. Morning. Richard from Hertfordshire. Morning, Hi. Richard. M- morning.
0: Hi. Hi. How do you see Brexit affecting uh, any sort of trends with SA? And do, do, do you, there's probably a whole other s- yeah. s- sort of topic in its own right, but it'd uh, hey, be interesting yeah. to get your views on, yeah. on, on, on the implications of that. Yeah, I suppose that's quite a that. tough one. No one really knows what's going to happen with Brexit, do they? Um, I think the, the main issue is just uncertainty, people not making investment decisions, companies not investing in, I don't know, factories or staff or infrastructure or it because they don't know necessarily what you know the, the linkages with Europe and a big thing is how much imports are going to cost uh, I've got a friend who runs um, a powerboat business and he he had six customers who who ordered big boats um, and um, they all suddenly got hit because Donald Trump put that it wasn't actually Brexit it was Donald Trump put this this tariff on the EU, so we did it back. Um, and um, yeah, they um, I think he's had to add 30% onto the price. So that sort of stuff stops these sort of investment decisions. Um, so I think initially when it, this could the cam could just get kicked down the road. You know, they say it's March, but they've already agreed to sort of transition. So I would actually quite like it to be March, even if it's not. You know, even if it's wto rules you know bit like do you remember in the credit crunch when america just they just took the pain they let the banks go bust and they just and they got started a lot earlier and 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 created certainty you probably noticed in europe they just kept kicking the can down the road and you know oh, we'll, we'll give that bank a bit more money and we'll give that one a bit more money and we'll, we'll just keep it rolling um, and they just elongated the pain and it probably took another 10 years. Uh, or five years, but you, you probably saw that America started growing a lot earlier and a lot stronger, so I think it would be great um just to, you know just for for it, for it to, because there 'll be there 'll be a load of pent up sort of investment money waiting a bit like last time where people haven 't done anything for a few years, and a load of money will go in so you know when when that money goes gets released, I suspect there 'll be a, a you know a bit of a whoosh um if you're looking at corporate bookings and things like that companies will probably start bringing a lot more people over we took a corporate booking last week for 12k for three months uh, and another one for seven and a half k um and they're bringing people over you know these are kind of clever scientists who um are going to help them create a new product um you may get more of those sort of invest investment decisions you know starts you may get more corporates you know um i think Brexit is important, but I think it's more important to maybe manufacturing um, and um, you know people who trade. Um, you know, maybe they're buying goods or services as part of um, you know what they're sort of developing and what they're they're building or what they're sort of selling as a service. So, you know, with with what we're doing, we're we're providing boxes for people who often live here. Um, so yes, there may be less Eastern Europeans coming over, but. I think that's probably already, you know, if, if it's going to happen, that's already started. Um, we've got, we have got less Polish builders and, you know, less sort of, less Romanians. I mean, they're really cheap. Um, but, there, you know, that, the, I think that's inevitable, isn't it? Uh, but I think we've had that even before the rules have changed because a lot of them have got the idea and they've just decided that they don't want to come. Uh, but Sterling's done that as well in a big way, which is a knock-on effect from Brexit because when they send the money home you know, they don't get as much Zloty or Euro or, or you know, so, so that's been a big thing. Um, Sterling will go back up again when there's certainty, I expect. So you may, you may get a bit, bit of an influx. Um, but, you know, it, 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 there's 70 million people here. They aren't suddenly going to disappear. So where are they going to go when they want to go and stay in another town or it's still your SA? How good is it? What does it look like? What's it like compared to all the local hotels? Um, I think that's more important than Brexit or tariffs or maybe, well, yeah, immigration. It's more important than immigration. If you've got better units that look better, that are better located, probably doesn't really make a lot of difference. There'll be short-term issues that you may have, but in the medium to long-term.
1: One of the questions, Mark, um, that a lot of people ask me is... Do you think that service accommodation is going to become saturated and everyone's doing it and uh, therefore it's no longer a good strategy to get involved in? What what would be your view on that?
0: So every year, without fail, uh, at least three times since I've been investing in HMOs specifically, I've had HMO rooms don't rent. There's loads of them. Everyone's doing it the market's knackered and I get it, I get it off my stepfather every now and again, cause we've got sort of five houses together that we bought over 10 years ago. And he should know better because he's been doing this with me for, I don't know, 12 years or whatever. Um, and yes, sometimes, especially over the summer or, you know, the, the periods where you, you don't have as many tenants coming, there's a period where rooms are a, a, you know, a bit emptier um, and with our essays, it, 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 there, there may be those sort of periods where we don't get as many bookings or there's, you know, the, the occupancy goes down. But the reality is, if your unit is better, looks better and is better located than the other ones, they will stay empty and yours will stay full. So as soon as these rooms or the, you know, whatever it, is, I mean, with the SA, a lot of it is how good they are with their marketing and their adverts on, you know, sort of using Kego and Airbnb and all, all the portals, that, that that has even more effect than I'd say with rooms and with single lets. Um, but I I just think you make your unit better than what the competition have got and then you, you reduce your voids. Um, those rooms, every year I hear that from people, they always end up filling up. Sometimes we have to go, you know, it forces me to go out and have a look and I look at the room and I go, yeah, it's shit, isn't it? You know, it's, it, the walls are all horrible. The carpet's all black. Um, that's why it's not letting. Do you see what I mean? And then you, you spend a little bit of money just making it nice again, and then they'll usually let. The other thing is, you can always reduce your rent or your sort of um, you know the, the your your nightly um, income on your SA just a little bit. You know, um, to to undercut or provide other services um, or provide a better service. So. Um, Yeah, I do hear that all the time. As soon as, all that does is, it just means more people get the idea or mine isn't renting and and then they don't buy anymore. Do you see what I mean? And the market naturally corrects itself. Lots of them don't go back into their properties and look at them. They rely on the agent and the agent's going, oh, the market's no good. If you go back in and look and sort of work out how to dress it and, you know, give it a Fresh lick of paint and just make it look great again. It just fixes the whole situation. Usually, as long as it's not in a village in the middle of Wales. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's
1: not pick on Wales.
0: <laughs> All right, it's Scotland, <laughs> Inverness. You're right, Mark. Hi,
1: uh, Stephen Fryer here Hi. from Lowlight Homes. Um, so we're running a property management company specifically focusing on SA. Yeah, um, it's going really well with the houses that we've got at the moment. Um, we're looking at a bigger picture going forward, yeah. and we're sort of thinking, well, how can we get involved in large sort of commercial blocks that we could potentially manage for apart hotels? Yeah, um, what would your advice be to sort of approaching that sort of concept?
0: So, what do you want to? You want to actually buy these blocks that are ready, converted, or built?
1: Um, ideally, would love to buy them. Uh, yeah. but at the moment, we don't have the capital, and if we can get an yeah. investor, great. But what we're thinking about is actually manage it on behalf of somebody else.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd probably try and approach of constantly selling that sort of stuff. Um, I get emails all the time. Went to their uh, sort of drinks evening last week. They're constantly selling blocks of apartments, HMO blocks, student blocks. Um, they've got access to those all over the place. I'd try and get in with two or three agents like that who have got access to the landlords and then try and do a, a deal to lease the whole thing. Um, maybe you do a three-year lease or something like that and then you do individual, you know, you, you rent it out individually or you do, you do your SA on it, you do your apart hotel. Um, I think that's what I'd probably do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, or other agents who have got blocks on gone right move. Have a look at all of the you know the blocks on there for sale. Uh, you may find yeah no. Generally they'll be on Right Move. Property Link has commercial stuff, but it's sort of high. It's semi-commercial, a block of flats. It sits in a little hybrid zone. Yeah, which is good because if a local agent has it they often don't really know how to sell it or where to sell it. They'll never admit that to the vendor. Um, But it needs to go to an investor and preferably one with a few quid, maybe in London, maybe even a foreign one, because a block of flats might be, you know, lot size, two, three, you know, five million, sometimes a lot more. So, uh, you know, local agents often get them and then they they try and get the sort of big cheese local investor out and then they often try and put a residential mortgage on it or a buy-to-let mortgage that doesn't work yeah um yeah so they can stick Uh, yeah Uh, hi hi mark i'm matt from salisbury hi max Um, myself and a lot of people here we're sort of quite new into um doing essay and myself i've got one unit that's up and running but i'm already thinking ahead you know how can i best scale up the business over the next few years um can you give some comment perhaps on Things to think about with that: Should I try and focus on my local area and maybe get to a certain number of units locally, and then look to do more in another town? Um, is it what? Are there other strategies of, of how to best scale up the next? Yeah, few I years? prefer gen- focusing on an area and becoming very good in that area. I think it saves you a, a lot more time. Um, you end up with a, a much greater contact base. Of if you're going to be buying them, or you're doing rent to rent. You're going to get to know the local landlords and as they see you operating and see you doing a good job, you're probably going to get more units from them. You get to know the local letting agents, if you're doing SA, to get these units from them. Um, you'll work out who the local hotel competition is, so obviously you can go and undercut them and offer something better than them. Um, I, you know, I, I've, I've done the scattergun thing where you go everywhere. and. You just end up knowing a lot less than your competition and and therefore you end up making less money and it takes you longer to get there um, and it's annoying relying on other people. Sometimes you need to, but sometimes you have to verify what they say and that might just be driving past or, you know, just a quick look inside the property, yeah? Um, So I think it will save you a lot more time and make you more money. Focusing, um, that might not be where you live because it might not work there, but it might be half an hour away, 40 minutes away but try and cluster them together to, to sort of master that market. Also, you might have a booking, you have an issue in that property, if you've got others around there, you can just move them in between. Um, so, you know, there's, there's sort of benefit in having that. Your cleaners can go between them all, um, your refurb guys, um, any sort of maintenance, or the linen, all, all that stuff. It's, I just think it's, it's better keeping it together.
1: Hi, Matt. One of the questions that uh, often gets um, asked is working with high net worth individuals. Yeah. And so people, they learn about service accommodation, how to do service accommodation, yeah. and ultimately are the boots on the ground. And they wonder what is in it for the high net worth individual to just come in with the money. So they often say, where do you find them? And why do they need you? And can, so can you just set people's mind at ease in in terms of working with high net worth individuals and why high net worth individuals need people to do all the work?
0: So often um, high net worth individuals don't have a lot of time or even more often, they don't want to give their time to these activities because um, they've learned over the years that swapping time for money isn't the way for them to make money because um, you've only got 24 hours in a day. So. Um, and also they often realise that they don't have the knowledge, you know, to to operate these businesses locally um, and don't have the inclination or, or want to sort of learn all that again, because maybe they've had a business previously or, you know, they've worked and, you know, often they want somebody else operationally to do this for them. I find that a lot. Um, so, you know, they've got cash they want to invest. If they go to, I don't know, a an IFA or they go to an online platform and they put it into funds, maybe they're getting six, seven, eight percent net, net, net over the long term. Um, They go and do this, they go and buy an SA or most sort of property investments, you know, if they put some leverage on it, borrow some money, they're going to be probably easily making 10, 15, 20, could be 50, could be 100 percent on their their return on capital invested. Um, So that's very attractive to them. The gap and the thing that they need convincing of is A that you know what you're doing, B that their money is secure and safe; um, C that the returns are going to be there and there in the future. Um, you know, Some of them might be affected by Brexit, but probably the more experienced business types probably see it for what it is. Um, this, there seems to be something like this every few years. Um, you know we had the credit crunch before. that was a massive opportunity. And actually, this period we're in now, mar- the market is really softened. Um, Maybe less so around here, but say around London, let's say prices have come off in some areas about 20%. It's quite a lot. In addition to that, if they're, if they're a foreigner, they're a foreign investor, often the currency that they hold their wealth in will be worth 20 30% plus more against sterling than it was three years ago, Um, so property here is 50% cheaper for them than it was three or four years ago uh, in in London. Areas like here, maybe it's come off a little bit, maybe 5%, something like that, but the currency effect maybe means that it's gonna be 30% cheaper for them. So you really need to sort of play on that because obviously there's lots of South Africans that they're trying to get their money out because they're worried about the government taking it away from them. There's lots of Chinese still trying to do the same thing uh and for the same reason um and um yeah there's there's a lot of sort of asians i don't know singaporeans who can invest at home and uh, malaysians but probably perceive that our property market is better um so you know this this place is cheap for them uh and it's good for, for us to be buying as well because it's the market's so much softer you can negotiate harder and, and get better deals than you could do certainly two years three well three years ago the market was really busy and everyone was so excited and buy to let was amazing, you know, you know, before all these sort of tax changes came along. Nothing's really changed. The rents, the rents have actually gone up, but sentiment uh, has reduced and people aren't as positive. So for me, that's a better time to be buying than when everyone's excited. Um, yeah, great for the stock you've got, but it just makes buying more difficult. It's usually the time to sort of pack up and uh, go on holiday for a bit
1: so well, in terms of the high net worth individuals a lot of people say well i don't know any yeah and so how how do you get them to come out of the woodwork where do people go to find high net worth individuals
0: okay so i i found those guys over the years through all sorts of um avenues um speaking on stage can be a good thing um, they often sort of find you so if your online presence is good and you're doing sort of uh, stage you know work and you know that's that's going out through your online presence, that can be very good. People get attracted to you. Um, You usually do a sophisticated sort of high net worth um, certification. So you you get them to send a bank statement in to work out that they have actually got the money that they sort of say they have. Um, There'll be lots of sort of networking events that you could go to. So London Business Angels is quite good. So that's a private equity, um, just high net worth individuals investing in companies. You can go network in the... um, in the audience because uh, those guys are all looking to buy companies but you could get them to invest in your property projects um, auctions can be good if you it, you know I, I go to all I, I bought a, a property I don't know a couple of months ago at a London auction uh, and I had quite a few people come up to me afterwards just saying what are you going to do you know we were bidding on that as well here's our card um, th- so they're obviously you know sort of still Looking to invest, but if you're, if you get known and you're, you're sort of the best and you're a really great operator in an area and you've got a brand, often these people will be attracted to you. You know, they will come to you over time.
1: My name is Konov. Hello. So, do you expect any crisis to come again?
0: A crisis? Yes. Something. Uh, What sort of crisis? Crush
1: crush on the market or something like that? Of
0: course, guaranteed. 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 Yeah. Yeah, but. It just who knows? No when? No one knows when, yeah. No, no uh-huh. one knows when really they, they sort of claim some people claim they do and they claim they know where interest rates are gonna go and um, These crises and crashes will come for the rest of time, but Predicting exactly when they're gonna hit is um, very very difficult by their nature um, I know that's maybe not what you want to hear, but no, it's the truth. I Hear that every year Every year, I just—I <laughs> mean, okay. If you if you look at the cycle, um, you know, maybe this cycle started in two thousand and ten. The previous cycle maybe started in nineteen ninety two, three, maybe something like that. So if you look at the length of the cycle, we're in the second half, probably, maybe, because the previous cycle was shorter. It was maybe over only ten years in the eighties, um, but. You know, by their nature, these things come along like Brexit or like, you know, Lehman Brothers going bust or whatever it is. Um, you know, the oil crisis, they, they, they just sort of appear because if they were predicted, then governments and, you know, businesses and it would, would prepare and, and try and avert them. Um, but yeah, something will happen. I don't know, maybe there'll be a war or something somewhere. Um, although Donald's friends with Kim now, so that's not, they're not a threat anymore, so it's not gonna happen, so that's that's all all right. Um, But yeah, it's gonna happen from somewhere. Maybe it's Russia, I don't know. Who knows? No, I doubt it. Most of it's just newspaper stuff, isn't it? Hi, Mark. It's Kev. Um, Hi, Kev. Yeah, talking about it on a more positive note about the future. Yeah. Do you see uh, serviced accommodation, any new next big things? Um, I don't want to preempt things like cryptocurrencies being the way to go forward with payment, but anything you think could be something to stay ahead for any of us here who want to be a better than the competition? Um, no. I, don't, I can't really think of anything. In, well, virtual reality, that'll be... I think VR is definitely gaining pace, so headsets... Um, people will be looking around your units um, using a headset probably before they go out I know when I go on holiday I always have a good look online and a look on TripAdvisor at the travellers pictures um, you'll probably be doing that with a VR headset on um, you know. and there'll be loads of people are going to be in this virtual world aren't they for some of the day, some people all of the day um, so I, th- I think that's probably the next big digital or technology growth area and obviously with service that's going to be a a big way I think that people are going to choose what unit that you're what what unit they're going to go for uh, when they're renting Um, or they're they're staying. Um, Cryptocurrencies uh, yes maybe I I suspect to be more about the sort of blockchain that's behind them Um, so the way bookings are taken the way IT systems interact with each other. They'll probably be using more ledger-based processes so that you know there's more integrity um, and it's maybe quicker and easier. Um, it would be very good if the land registry operated more like that. Um, it, it can be a nightmare getting stuff registered or, or you've, for anyone who's bought a property, you, you know how slow and inefficient the conveyancing process could be. Um, the more of that they can get into an automated sort of land registry, maybe even a ledger environment would speed those transactions up and make them easier. Uh, Because it's still very paper-based, slow, arduous, inquiry-based at the moment. I I think that could be quite a big area. What are they called, sorry? Sprift, Sprift. yeah, I haven't heard of them. There'll be loads of these small companies, um, sort of startups trying to improve these areas. And, you know, one or two of them out of 10 will, or maybe one will manage to do it and nine will just sort of fizzle out and go bust. Um, So, you know, as they, I suppose Purple Bricks has been relatively innovative, hasn't it? Um, Even though it's maybe not exactly what it says on the tin.
1: (laughs) Okay. Thanks very much to Mark. Um, Round of applause, everyone. Thank you.